Hello, I'm Rhonda Nowak for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. This is the Literary Gardener for August the 26th, 2021. The topic this time is the Blue Heron Community Garden, a garden rising from the ashes. In the fabled state we live in, somewhere always is on fire. Dry grasses torching, shingles searing, latches melting, miles of forest reduced to the single syllable of ash. From Susan Cohen's Golden Hills of California in Fire and Rain Eco-Poetry of California, 2018. It's hard to believe that next week on September the 8th, it will be one year since the Almeida fire torched the city of Phoenix, destroying many businesses along Highway 99 and more than 2,500 homes and leaving an apocalyptic scene of charred rubble and ash in its wake. The other day, as I drove through Phoenix for the first time in months, I could see signs of the city's renewal. Most of the debris has been hauled away, businesses and houses are slowly being rebuilt, and the landscape is gradually regreening itself as ground cover emerges among scorched oak and madrone trees that somehow survived the fire. Perhaps one of the most hopeful signs of Phoenix's literal rise from the ashes is at Blue Heron Park, the town resident's beloved outdoor gathering place, and at the Blue Heron Community Garden in particular. Here is where I met Sandy Wine, a Phoenix resident who has served as a member of the Garden Steering Committee for the past seven years. The first time I came back to the garden after the Almeida fire, I said, forget about it. I was so discouraged, there was practically nothing left, Sandy told me, after we settled into chairs beside the garden plot she tends with a friend. She described how the fire rampaged through the community garden, destroying the cultivated plants, wooden tool shed, and the tools inside, birdhouses, compost bins, the gazebo, and picnic table. I could see the fire's wind-driven trajectory as Sandy pointed out random sections of wooden fencing that have since been replaced and new raised bed borders that have been built right next to wooden borders that somehow escaped the flames. Sandy's gloom over the destruction of the garden didn't last long, though. Buoyed by the resilient spirit of the community and her fellow gardeners, Sandy quickly realized the garden had to be rebuilt. We couldn't just let it go. It means a lot to this community, Sandy said. Thanks, in part, to the steering committee's efforts to raise awareness and secure grants, donations to restore the community garden began coming in from gardeners, residents, businesses, and and the city. In addition to numerous cash and equipment donations made anonymously by local citizens, Home Depot gave $4,750 in merchandise, and the Jackson County Master Gardener Association provided a $1,600 grant. Additionally, Phoenix High School donated two student-built tool sheds, and the city's public works department transported the sheds to the garden. The Eagle Point Community Garden provided replacement tools, and the Pollinator Project of Rogue Valley donated native plants as part of its From Fire to Flowers initiative to distribute native pollinator plants to people who lost their homes and gardens in the Almeida Fire. First Phoenix Community Center donated blueberry bushes.
I asked Sandy why she thinks the community has been so generous and has helped to rebuild the garden. It was a morale issue, she replied. After the fire, the whole community was depressed. People needed something to dream about and to hope for. The next step in the garden's restoration was to test the garden soil for contaminants. Samples were sent to A&L Western Laboratory in Portland. Fortunately, the results showed arsenic and lead concentrations in the soil after the fire were well below levels that would cause any concern for growing food crops. After clearing away the charred remains, work on restoring the community garden began in February. Compost was added, new raised beds, compost bins, and fencing were built, and irrigation and pathways were reinstalled. Then, gardeners started coming back to begin planting. Some of them, like Sandy, have been working in the community garden for years. Others are newcomers, taking over plots that had been tended by gardeners who did not return to Phoenix after they lost their home in the fire. One newcomer is Jamie Howington, who's been working in the community garden since the beginning of summer. She's growing sunflowers, tomatillos, and squash in a raised bed that was rebuilt after it was completely destroyed in the fire. Jamie showed up at the garden one day by accident, thinking she was attending an unrelated event at the park. However, before she left that day, Jamie had signed on for a plot, and she's been growing in it happily ever since. In fact, Sandy told me there's a range of ages and backgrounds among the gardeners at Blue Heron Community Garden. The community is well represented, and we have a lot of combined knowledge that's passed around, she said. All 24 plots in the garden are currently filled, and Sandy says there's a short wait list for garden beds next year. Although she initially thought restoring the garden was hopeless, Sandy has seen what a community working together can accomplish. Now, she's looking toward the future. The steering committee is looking for ways to secure a greenhouse that will enable gardeners to grow year-round. And they want to expand the garden's educational programs for local youth. Another good thing that came out of the fire is the community garden's new solar energy system, donated by garden member John Moses. Nearby the new solar panels stands a charred electrical pole with a sign attached that reads September the 8th, 2020, Almeda Wildfire. That pole is the only landmark left from the fire, and I think it should stay to remind us all how devastating the fire was and how important it is to practice fire safety, Sandy told me. Other than the scarred electrical pole, the Blue Heron Community Garden shows few signs of the devastation that occurred there one year ago. The bottom of the sign says it all, a garden rising from the ashes. And that's it for the Literary Gardener this time. Thanks so much for listening and happy gardening.